You are listening to the Woman in the Word podcast. As always, I hope that you enjoy and I pray that this talk blesses you. Speak soon. Hi everyone, my name is Brie Antonia and you are listening to the Woman in the Word podcast. We are back with another installment of our Let's Talk series, which is an opportunity for myself to sit down with a woman of God and to explore a certain topic, a certain, you know, discussion point within the faith, you know, in the world, whatever it could be, we sit down and we talk about it. And I'm really excited to have this person on for this episode. I got to interview her, oh my gosh, it's nearly a year ago. It was last March for International Women's Day and I was blown away with her story and just everything she stands for. So it was only right to bring her back to the podcast. So Jen, hi. Hi. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself and um, yeah, tell us what you do and stuff and then I'll introduce the topic. Okay, sure. Hi, I'm Jen Davis. Um, I'm currently a community advisor working for a government department. Prior to that, I was working for a Labour MP as a parliamentary assistant and I was also a GMB trade union rep whilst I was also in Parliament. So, yeah, that's basically what I do and what I did. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, I mean, basically, the title of today's episode is, is political because I think there is so much common ground between politics and religion, but people like to keep the two separate because they're so contentious but I think because they're so intermingled that's probably why it's so contentious like there's Mm. actually a lot to talk about between the two and so to have someone who like you who's a woman of God you're into politics you're working in that environment um, I think you're just the perfect person to pick their brain so what led you to get into politics? Um, When I was at college I did study A-levels and I was kind of interested in politics from there and then I remembered after the 2010 election the EMA was um, scrapped and I remembered that I received EMA and I just felt like it was an injustice to people younger than me going to college, not being able to have some money, um, especially if their parents were poor. So um, I that kind of led me to get involved in it. But as time has gone on, I've started to realise that a lot of injustices that I faced when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, where I was powerless and wasn't able to defend myself is kind of piqued my interest in politics which is why I gravitated towards it at A level Mm -hmm. and then you know even now as I've gotten older I'm so passionate about it and passionate about getting more um, people involved in politics. Yeah no I love that and I think you can definitely see your passion for it so because you're that passionate do you think that it's your purpose like is this your calling? Yeah I do um, think that it's my purpose Um, as I've said before um, due to injustices that I faced growing up when I see those same injustices being played out in other people, it really triggers me and it just makes me want to do more to help the community and to ensure things that that doesn't continue, the cycle doesn't continue to happen. So yeah, I do think that it is my purpose. And even when I'm frustrated with politics, um, because I can't lie, sometimes I get very frustrated with it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still, I still want to keep going. Yeah. Um, And the fact that I still want to keep going, even though it frustrates me, just makes me believe that yeah it's my purpose it is so funny you said that because i watched a i think it was an episode of sarah jakes roberts right and she was talking okay. about things you enjoy versus things that are your passion and i think she was talking about okay. like the greek origin of the word passion and it, it literally translates to things that you will suffer for 
So yeah. the fact that you've called it your passion and you're talking about being frustrated, that literally proves that it is your passion because even in moments where it's hard or it's annoying, you still have the strength to go for it and like, you know, operate in that space. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> so as I said before, people, like there's just this common understanding to never mix politics and religion. What are your thoughts? I disagree. Um, I feel like when you look at so many, when you look at look throughout the Bible, you always see there's politics in, involved in it. When you look at Joseph's story, there's politics in it. When you look at um, David's story, there's politics in it. Even when you look at the story of Jesus, there's politics in it. And I just feel like Christianity and politics really, they mix, they, inter they intermingle. So I don't feel like we shouldn't mix it. And when people think about politics nowadays, they think of politics as political parties. And that's not just, that's one side right. of politics. Politics is really about helping your community, doing stuff for the less fortunate. It's about love. It's about just helping one another and, you know, helping your community. And I just feel like nowadays we've kind of got this thing in our heads where we just believe politics is about political parties and infighting and standing for office and that's li that's literally just one side of politics so yeah i love what you said about what we've made politics because it is somewhat especially with trump it has become somewhat of a game and somewhat of mm -hmm. a of a, like just a popularity contest and it's it's not even about the policies anymore it's about the face of the party and mm -hmm. i remember when i was in california I was lucky enough to be there during the 2016 election. So mm -hmm. I literally was able to see the state of at least California, Long Beach, California, mm -hmm. the state of students and the community whilst this election was going on. And a lot of the Trump supporters that I'd speak to, genuinely talking to them, not like coming at them or anything. I was like, please just tell me, like, what's the logic behind supporting Trump? And none of them could tell me his policies. They'll just be like, I like the way like he does this and he, he seems cool and he's level-headed. And, and I was like, wow, you don't even care about what he's going to change in terms of mm -hmm. law or what he's going to put through, what bills he's going to introduce. It's literally just him as a person. Yeah, so I, I think it's super dangerous to minimise politics to that. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's such a big thing in our society as well, you know, where, where we're idolising um, political party leaders um, or political parties itself. I feel like that is not what that is not what politics is politics is about helping your community literally um and i think it's 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 sad that we have gotten to this state where we have leaders who are very toxic and who some of them are using christian values to right to prove their point mm -hmm. um and to get people on side and i think that that's that's i for me personally i just think it's dangerous and it's really disgusting that they're doing that and um, I feel like yeah. if you are a Christian leader, you're not going to be using specific issues, trying to um, divide people and to gain mm. certain votes. So I just feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy <laughs> right about now. Yeah, no, definitely. And I love the examples that you brought up because Joseph um, and Jesus is so funny because I remember I, I got into somewhat of a spat with um, some, some people uh, who were Christians and they mentioned like, mm. oh, not mixing religion with politics and I was kind of like Jesus are you mad like Jesus his whole story was like coming against the the government at the time and literally like shaking mm -hmm. the table 
you know, in terms of the status quo. So for yeah. us to have this temperament where we're kind of like, oh, let's shy away from it. Oh, let's not talk about it. Oh, let's like, you know, um, not ruffle any feathers. I just think that's the furthest thing from what we see and what our savior did, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. it's not to say that we need to be walking anywhere and fr turning over tables. That's not it. But I just think to, to, to remove politics from the gospel is irresponsible. I agree. But I, what, I've, what I have found though now is that there are a lot of churches that are um, starting to get more involved in politics, maybe not political party stuff. I think they they tend to stay away from that, right. but they do a lot yeah. of social transformation work. So they might go That's into great. prisons or they might go into, um, go and help the homeless mm -hmm. or they might have like, you know, discussions about racism. So, you, you mm. know, like the whole Black Lives, the whole George Floyd thing last year yeah. and um, Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor um, situation in America. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation regarding racism um, in a lot of churches. Even I've noticed mm. that in my church as well. Like, we literally had months where we were literally talking about racism and the impact on the community and how, mm. as a church, we can do better. And we prayed a lot about it as well. That's so um, I think that I feel like a, a lot of churches are now starting to realise that, OK, no, we act as Christians, we actually need to be involved in mm. politics in, 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 in some shape or form. Yes. And it's so funny you said that because it's um, my next question. I was going to ask you, do you think that we as Christians have a moral obligation to be involved in politics as you've defined it, which is community work, you know, helping society, helping the people that we live amongst? Yes, I do. Um, you know, Jesus has told us in the Old Testament, you know, through different prophets, we've been told to um, look after one another. We've been told to love one another. And how can you call yourself a Christian? and not want to help your neighbour or not even want to help someone that you don't know. But I just think we've been called to be salt and light in the world <laughs> and right. we, we have to change things. So we have to be in the mix. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't be sitting on the sideline and complain, oh, we don't like this, we don't like that and expect things to change. And for me, I just think if we want, really want things to change on a, on a national level, international level, local level, regional level, there needs to be more of more of us getting involved. You don't have to get involved in terms of standing in office, but get yeah. involved by, you know, volunteering at local organisations. If you have your own organisation, you know, using that organisation to help better the community and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that we do have a moral obligation to get involved in politics. And that kind of reminds me of a scripture. Um, I think, oh my God, it's Matthew. I think it's Matthew 25. 31 to 40 where god mm -hmm. where jesus was talking thinking i think it was like a parable or something mm -hmm. and then um he was like when you asked me for food um when i asked you for food you fed me when i asked you for a drink you gave me something to drink when i asked you for mm -hmm. clothes you gave me clothes and then the someone was like oh when do we do that and he says when you do that for the least of me yes that means when you're doing it for the least of them that means you're doing it for me yeah and i just think that we, we should you know that's a scripture that's always in my mind mm -hmm. when i'm thinking about politics also another scripture is um proverbs um oh my god oh it's a proverb i can't remember but it's about speak speak up for the voiceless mm -hmm. and yeah. i just think it's a it's just so important that we have scriptures that are actually telling, telling us, us that right. we have moral obligations mm -hmm. to be involved in politics so yeah yeah no i literally the two that i love is um isaiah 117 uh, which says mm -hmm. learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed take up the cause of the fatherless plead the case love of it. the widow clear as day there's no like 
there's no confusion about that. It's a clear instruction. And then I think, yeah, Proverbs 17 verse 15 says, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. So it's like mm-hmm. we know that this grieves God's heart when there are ju- injustices yep. taking place and nothing's being done about it. And I think even to, again, look at the gospel, we have a just God. When it comes to yep. forgiveness and atonement of sins, that is all justice. And the whole, the power of the cross and forgiveness is the fact that we actually should have a consequence to our action, but we don't. So I, I just feel like to then be in society and just like let things go, like that's just not, that's, that those aren't the principles that are mm-hmm. gospel stands you know stands for so why do we think it's okay here on earth to yeah to just uh, let things go like you know god is a just god that there, there's meant to be repercussions yeah i agree I've, i found the scripture now it's proverbs 31 8 9 so it's mm-hmm. like speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves right. for the rights of all who are destitute speak up for the speak up and judge fairly defend the rights of the poor and needy yeah so that's one of my like scriptures that I always think about when thinking about politics because I'm just yeah. like, mm. and I think that's what also, scriptures like that is what also helps me to push forward when I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know this is going to be a struggle, mm-hmm. but this is my calling. There's a reason why I'm in this. Yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, I'm, I get tired at times. Yes, like people do things to me yeah, that mm. I want to just really react to, but I have to ensure that I'm doing what God has called me to do. I'm pushing forward and I'm also trying to bring other Christians along with me, mm. other women along with me, other black people along with me to ensure that there is more of us involved in in this sphere. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. No, that's so important. And I love that you're actively using the word <laughs> to encourage you <laughs> and to push you on because that's, that's exactly what it's there for. Yeah, so have you, you ever been in moments where you felt compromised as a Christian or, or you've been in moments where your faith has, tr- you know, they've attempted to compromise it because of politics or in the name of politics? Um, I don't think I've ever been um, in a compromising position. I've, I've felt, though, that um, when I first started getting involved in politics, I felt like I couldn't openly say I was a Christian. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I felt like I would be judged and looked down upon and, you know, they'll start asking me questions about certain policies you know and you know it would, i'll just get like they would just they, they would just try and antagonize me basically but then the more i started getting involved in politics the more i started understanding how the system works and stuff i became more comfortable in saying that i'm a christian so like everybody knows that i'm a christian and stuff and then like at times you know everyone's always saying oh let's play the politics game and i'm one of those people i just feel like right. i'm not in it to play a game i'm in it to change people's lives i want people yeah i want fairness and it can be frustrating at times because there's times I want to play the game mm-hmm. because it's just the easier way yeah. to get through it. Mm-hmm. But I had to. I have to realize that I can't play the game because the game can be very dirty. And yes. as a Christian, that is not <laughs> what I'm called to do, mm-hmm. and that's not how I should be. I should actually be doing things the right way, yeah. even though it may take me um, take a longer um, path for me to get to where I want to go. But at least yeah. at the end of the day, I will get there and, and I will know deep within my heart and God will see my heart as well mm-hmm. that I've done everything in the manner he has chosen for me to do it in rather than what yeah. the world has told me to do it in. I think, yeah, like I said before, I think it's great to see a, a woman of God, a Christian, um, exist in a, a space, like an intersection between faith and religion and to do it, you know, unapologetically. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. I wanted to... um talk to you about Romans 13 right so I'm studying Romans Mm -hmm. at the minute and Mm -hmm. right like I felt like I was understanding what 
Paul was the overall message of the book until Romans 13. And the whole thing is about the government. And it says basically how we're supposed to honor the government because they've been appointed by God and they're his servants for like justice, which I didn't even view them as that. But like, it makes Mm -hmm. so much sense. God has put a government in place because really they're, they're his hand of justice on earth in terms of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. They're meant to kind of enforce that. And so I was kind of sad to see how far we are, how the relationship that so many people, believer and unbeliever, have with the government, Mm -hmm. when really God's plan, it was was never to be this contentious. Um, So how do you, what's your relationship like with the government, especially when you don't, let's say, agree with the person or the policies? You know, how do you keep your heart pure as a Christian? Oh, I can't lie, it's really, really hard. when I first got into politics, I was very, um, what's the word, tribal, tribalistic. Mm. So I would be um, against anyone that was conservative, libs. If you weren't Labour, I didn't want to talk to you. And as I've gotten involved in politics, I've seen that there are there are certain issues that we, we face. Yeah. That So for instance, let me give you an example. So as a black woman in politics, mm-hmm. black women across the spectrum face racism within their party, um, in the population, etc. Mm-hmm. So with stuff like that, I, you know, you find that common ground. Yeah. And that's helped me to learn that, okay, yes, I may not, agree, I may not agree with the government and I may openly say, say something like, okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't agree with the, with what the government has done, but I've learned not to curse them yeah. or just say anything bad towards them. I've just learned to disagree with them based on policies mm-hmm. Or based on something they've said as opposed to attacking them as a person yeah so that's the way I've tried to handle it um, and then in terms of like trying to just politics in general I've you know I've got a podcast where um there's where we're doing politics we're speaking about politics mm-hmm. and current affairs and we're women from different political spectrums so you know we've got someone from conservative someone from libs and someone from green and we come together to discuss politics from our own perspective and from our political party's perspective Mm-hmm. and just that just kind of bring us together and that with that we just want to show people this that it's okay yeah to disagree with people that don't have the same politics as you yeah and you can still be respectful and you can still have conversations with them like you know it's not it's not difficult because i don't know if you've seen but you know over the last few years it's been really really crazy especially on social media with yeah. like when it comes to election times mm-hmm. how you know people will be getting attached just because of the party yeah. they voted. And some people don't feel like they can openly talk about the party that they voted for. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I kind of went a bit off tangent. I spoke about the government and I no. spoke about polit- like politics in general. But, yeah, that's how that's how I view things Yeah. Now. No, that was the perfect answer. And, in fact, let's spotlight it. The Consensus Podcast, I think it's such a beautiful uh, representation of how we can coexist even when we live differently or when we think differently to other people like if anything mm-hmm. the, the the fact that you women can speak openly and honestly and still have the respect for each other even when you disagree that is a picture of how we as believers should exist amongst unbelievers yeah. do you know what i mean so i think that's yeah. that's the perfect answer and i definitely agree that um yeah ultimately our hearts that our hearts need to reflect the gospel and, and we need to have that respect for ev- everyone even in our differences everyone, yeah. i love that oh, so i mean in the short time that this this talk has been, um, you dropped so many gems. To end, what resources can Christians go to um, to better understand, you know, how 
we can show up in the political sphere on behalf of like you know the kingdom like what could we do where could we Mm -hmm. go you know first and foremost just um tapping into your local church seeing what social transformation programs that they have Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot. A lot of churches do um, feeding the homeless, and a lot of churches do prison visits. I yeah. think things like that are very important. If your church doesn't have a social transformation program, maybe suggesting one to them would be a good thing to do. Um, also, there's a book called "Those Who Show Up" by Andy Flanagan. That book is really, really, really good. It talks about the importance of Christians showing up in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're party political um each political party has its own christian organization so the labor party have christians on the left the um the conservative one i think it's called the christian conservative fellowship or something like that and um the lib dems have one and i think the green party have one as well so maybe like if you're already a member of a political party just tapping into those um christian organizations because they do a lot of you know teaching on the word and christianity they talk about you know policy issues and how, you know, using biblical scriptures to back mm. up those those policy issues and some of these issues they put for, well, in the Labour Party anyway, um, Christians on the left, they submit these um, policies to the Labour Party, asking them to, you know, maybe review it and think about adding this in manifestos and stuff. That's and awesome. then also Christians in politics is also a good one. They have a lot of resources on there that you can read. Um, you can also get involved. When I was with them, I was in their young Christians in politics on on their boards. They used to have like meetings, so like connect groups in different mm-hmm. areas oh, awesome. where Christians would meet up and just talk about politics, etc. So that is like a, a cross party group. So oh, it, ha- it incorporates all political parties together, yeah, um, and stuff. So and even on that website, you can actually find each political party's Christian organization on there. Mm. No, thanks so much for that. Those are um definitely that book sounds interesting. I'm gonna um definitely look up look that one up. Yeah, it's a really good book. Yeah. Oh, Jen. No, honestly, thank you so much for your time. I've really, I've always, I always enjoy speaking with you. Um, and it's always, I always feel encouraged to do more and to make sure that I'm, yeah, being being the salt and the light that I'm supposed to be as a Christian. So thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. with us. Before we go, can you leave us with you know a word that you want to give everyone? You've been the woman this episode so what is a word that you want to leave us with what's the word um it's just that i think it's important that everybody gets involved in politics no matter how big or small it is um even if it's at local level or national level it's really 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 important and even if you don't know nothing about politics trust me you can learn um, Mm. on the go that's how i learned um yeah i studied it at a levels but what i studied at a levels is not um some of the stuff that i'm doing now i had to learn on the go by getting involved so you know, just get involved mm. in any way you can. Get involved. Love that. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. God bless. And thank you anytime you want to discuss anything else, you know we're here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Bree. All right, no worries. Hi, everyone. It's Bri Antonia here. I just wanted to quickly... Um, step in and just thank you all for the support of the woman in the word Um, previously in the first season we stopped at seven episodes and I feel very much called to stop at seven episodes again so this will be the final episode of season two very short I know Um, but I just feel like God is taking me 
through so many incredible things and I want to take the time to focus on those things and receive them and when it's time I will most definitely pour it right back out into the Woman in the Word podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with us and I can't wait to see you all again around Easter probably which will be our first birthday. Awesome. Anyway thank you for your support. God bless. Take care. Bye.